Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to Covenant Sunday, the first Sunday of the year. And on this Sunday, we are dedicating uh, this Sunday to saying something to the Lord, amen, amen, about our lives, about what we want Him to do with us and what we want Him to do with us for the year, amen. And we are making a covenant with the Lord. We are saying, Lord, what we, what we want to promise you is to be spiritual this year. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody, I want to be spiritual. How many want to be spiritual for a change? Okay. So we want to be spiritual this year. So we are making it a year of spirituality. If you have your covenant forms, can you take them out, please? Do you have them? Give everybody one. We want to make a covenant with the Lord for the year. Just take a form. It's, there's no money involved. You don't have to pay anything for it. It's free of charge. You can just make a covenant to the Lord. It's between you. You don't have to give it back to us. Write on it, Lord, I want to be spiritual this year. I'm going to preach a bit about that, and you will understand it better by the time I finish preaching in the next 20 minutes. All right. All right. Now, um, can you turn with me to Romans chapter 8 and verse 6? Please make sure you get one of our covenant forms. It's going to be a covenant between you and God. Some people here want forms, please, on this side and on that side, way at the back, everywhere. Do you have enough? Just take one. I want you to make on it your promise, but I'm going to tell you what to write, and that's what I'm telling you. It's a year to be spiritual, all right? Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 6, please. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. So this year, we want to be spiritually minded. In other words, our minds are made or influenced and affected more by the spirit aspect of us. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we want to read verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. All right? Entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body, all right, be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you hear me? All right. Now, the Bible says God should sanctify you. That's a big spiritual word, sanctify. But don't worry about what it means. It means God should do something. Amen. Now, that's something that God is going to do is going to affect your spirit, your soul, and your body. Okay? So, this verse sort of tells us the three parts that a man is made up of. Please take a pen 
and underline in your Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, that God should affect you in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. Amen. So these three parts of you exist. Now we have different parts of us that you realize are different Christians. You see some Christians are dominated by the flesh. When somebody is dominated by the flesh, the person does what the flesh wants to do. And what does the flesh want to do? What does your body do? What are the things your body does? Sleep, eat, have sex, drink, dance, play, smoke, take drugs, fight, quarrel, watch films. So when you are fleshly controlled, so the soul is the mind and the will and the emotions of a person, the soul of the person. So that there are some people who are greatly dominated by the flesh. So it, it, it sort of controls them. They'll, they'll rather sleep. They'll rather eat. They, they, they have sex with anyone. Sex with anything. All the time. They quarrel. Do you understand? Some people's flesh gets sad, moody. And they can't help it. They just, they are dominated more by the, the moods that come and go. You don't know why they are going now and why they've come. It comes and goes. That's the flesh. And there are, then the Bible says to be carnally minded is death. And to be spiritually controlled, controlled from the spirit part of you, is life and peace. Amen. If you just follow your flesh and sleep with anyone, you have HIV everywhere. It leads to death. If you just sleep, sleep instead of studying and learning, you fail your exams and you will not do well. And it leads to death of your life. Destruction. If you follow your moods and you just allow yourself to swing into deep depression and you don't care the effect it has on the people around you, you're going to be an unpleasant person to be with. You will not have good company. You will not make friends. People will not like to be with you because it's difficult to relate with you. In your presence, it's like you're in the presence of an angry, an angry person. Always angry. Always moody. And only when very important visitors come that you brighten up and you, you give a pleasant look. And when they go, you descend into the real state and no one knows what you are like in the house that face with the the you should look at the tip of your mouth goes down with that look at yourself in the mirror occasionally and see how you look like in the house so when you are a human being you are either dominated by the spirit or dominated by the flesh and we must be dominated by the spirit. Europeans mostly now are dominated by their flesh. It's almost the, don't, the spiritual side is zero. There's no spiritual, no God, no church, no prayer, nothing, zero. You understand? But God wants us to be dominated 
Amen. And he wants your mind to be spiritual. Okay? Think of godly things and the word of God. Have a spiritual perspective to everything. When I was in, uh, in, in, uh, uni uh, in university, the universities were closed down on the 7th of May, 1983, um, by the government. And they, were, they, they remained closed for a year. All right? But you see, if you're just carnally minded, you think that your education is just interrupted. But to be spiritually minded, you ask yourself, what is God doing? And I found that God was giving me an opportunity to be trained in a church in London. That's where I went, and that's, is that church, that's where I was ordained. I, 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 it, was, it was like God interrupted my university education and gave me a one-year spiritual education. You see, because your mind must work. What's God doing? Uh, if uh, somebody has won an election, you can be carnally minded and you can think, oh, it's because he has a lot of money, or it's because he's from here, or it's because he's from here. But to be spiritually minded is also to see that this is the person who God has chosen. Because the Bible says, there is no, Romans 13 verse 1, there is no authority that is set except that which is said by God. And this one was written by Paul to the Romans when the most wicked emperor, Nero, who killed many, many Christians, was in charge of Rome. And that's when Paul said that there is no authority except the authority which has been put there by God, including Nero. Pharaoh. God said about Pharaoh, I have had in his heart. I put him there. So you need to have a spiritual perspective to your life. If you are kind of, why is my husband behaving like this? Da, 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 this, this, da, 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 da. I don't like such husbands. I'm going to change my husband and take a new husband. That's a carnal way of thinking about it. But spiritually, you could look at it and say that God has sent this man to discipline me. God has brought this man to be a temptation. God has brought him to strengthen my life spiritually. It is a good thing that is happening to me for my own sake is to humble me because I'm very proud. God is making me humble. That's a spiritual way of looking at your problem. A carnally minded person will say, will say eh, look at this person. If I had married Jack Toronto, which I originally wanted to marry, I wouldn't have had this problem. Jack T. If I had married Jack T. My original husband. My first boyfriend. Or my second boyfriend. Or my number three, who was my real lover. Stop thinking that way because number three will soon come from where he's traveled to and when he arrives, he may even come and join the church and you'll be here with your husband and number three will also be around and you'll be, you'll be seeing him and say, oh Lord, I should have married this one. The day that number three talks to you, before you realize, I say before you realize, before you realize something bad is happening. So see it, if you married a woman, uh, she's not cooking what you want. She's not having sex the way you want her to do. She does not tidy the house. I went to one guy's house. He said he wants to leave his wife. I said, why? He said, can you believe? I said, what? He said, can you believe? I said, what can I believe? <laughs> 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 
So what can I believe? He said, can you believe that there are cobwebs in the house? Cobwebs. I said, what? Cobwebs. He said, can you believe? She, she would tie the house and cobwebs, there are cobwebs all over. I said, really? So when I went home, I went to look in my house to see if there were cobwebs. I said, there are a lot of cobwebs here. of thinking that look it is the will of God do you understand to humble me in this life you are now thinking that you want to make a change marriage is not 11 players that you bring one okay come substitute let me change number 11 let me change this we don't change things you are playing with the same team for 90 minutes With extra time, if there's extra time, you play the extra time. <laughs> you need spirituality. Some of us are too carnal. Everything you want to get, you want to get somebody to marry. All your mind is, oh, let me paint my lips blue. I've got blue lipstick to go with my blue dress and my blue shoes. And you come like that. Or oh, let me show some of my breasts. Let me show the fair colored part of my breast so that people will see. Wow, when I'm cancer. Look, you know the kind of person, you know the kind of person that you are going to get to marry you. <laughs> Look, your mind is too, you are working too much on the physical. Physical. And it's like, you just see, when the person comes, who wants to marry you, then you start to see, does he have a car? Does he have this? Does he have a fridge? Does he have a TV? Does he have a video already? I don't want to buy it. My mother told me I shouldn't suffer when I marry. Marry an older man who has everything already. Your mother told you that, you see. When Adam got married to Eve, did he have a television? Did he have a car? Did he have a farm? What did he have? He had nothing. He was naked. He was naked when they got married. He didn't even have a suitcase. He didn't have clothes. Hallelujah! So, don't think physical, physical. Rather, spiritual. You are going to look at the girl. Sometimes you see somebody, even the person is a pastor. He wants to get somebody. You don't look at the physical thing. because you, Marriage is not made happy because your breasts are size 28 or size 15. Yes. One day I saw a brother, he was looking for a wife. I told him, you know, get a spiritual sister. So I told him, I'm going to give you a key. You know how to know when somebody is spiritual. I'll just tell you, it's just a secret. Don't tell anybody I told you. So I said, when we go to church today, we'll let her pray. And then you see, when somebody is not spiritual, he doesn't know how to pray. An unspiritual person, when he's praying, say, Oh God, help, help your friend. Tomorrow, come and fight. Oh, Jesus, kill the enemy. Amen. He's <laughs> not spiritual. He doesn't know God. But a spiritual person, when you say pray, oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your mercy. So I told him because he was looking for a wife. And I said, look, we need... Don't, let's not look at breasts, let's not look at hips, size of thighs, whether it's fat or small or slim, let's look at spirituality. So when we went that day, I, I was praying, I said, we want to call our sister so to lead us in prayer. So 
she started to pray and we were all listening <laughs> she thought she was praying to god but she didn't know she was doing an examination exam exam She prayed under the anointing. Father, this and that and that. And she prayed. After the service, I said, brother, it's working. Let's go. <laughs> so you never know when you are doing an exam. Hallelujah. All right. How many want to be spiritual from today? Let me give you two keys to becoming a spiritual person. Number one is you must be someone who reads the Bible and studies the Word of God. Amen. The Bible is the Word of God and it's God's Word. All right? So reading the Bible and studying the Bible makes you spiritual so that when you speak, you speak the words of God. If somebody asks you for advice, what do you say? You speak the Word of God. You don't just say, my mother said, you see, my mother told me that, as for men, you know, they are like this. Hey, as for a man, if you talk about this, he will do this. As for men, this and that. Hey, as for a man, this, they, are, they like their job, this and that. No, we don't want that. We want the word of God. The Bible says. The Bible says. Turn to your neighbor and quote one verse to him. Apart from Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God said, and apart from Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Any other verse, just turn to your neighbor and just tell him, the Bible says, and then give him one verse. Let's see whether you are spiritual. Don't marry somebody who cannot quote a verse. Don't marry. You see now, I, I told you, don't marry her. Don't marry her. No, no. Don't marry her. She is empty. She is empty. Okay. Amen. Now, the next thing to be spiritual, you see, let's turn to 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. Quickly, very quickly, please. I just have a few seconds more. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, no, not 1 John, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. God is the Word. God is the Word. Everybody say, God is the Word. Amen. So the more of the Word you have, the more of God you have. And the more of God you have, God is a spirit. The more of God you have, the more spiritual you are. Because you have God who is the word. Amen. Now, the next way to be spiritual is to speak in tongues. What do you think? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let me give you seven reasons why you must speak in tongues. I'll give you some reasons why you should speak in tongues. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. The first one is to be able to pray for a long time. How many know that someone who prays for a long time is spiritual? Is there anybody here who has ever tried praying? Lord, I'm going to pray. Then you prayed. And you prayed 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 and you looked at your watch and it was only five minutes. If you've experienced that before, give me a wave. Yes. So the first way you can overcome the inability to pray for a long time is to pray in tongues. And you just look, set your watch, okay, that I'm praying from 8.30 to 9.30. 
and then you pray in tongues. And you play a preaching cassette or preaching CD or music or whatever, Christian music, not the radio. You put in Christian music and you pray throughout the one hour. And you suddenly find yourself becoming a spiritual pet. Many of you are not spiritual as we are looking at me. You don't pray. You do not pray. You sit there and don't be spiritual. People are doing juju, witchcraft, other things, casting spells on you. One time I was in my father's hotel. I was we're staying there. And uh, a man came around in the middle of the night sprinkling things at 3 a.m. and casting spells. I don't know whether what his juju man had given him that thing to come and cast around. As we were snoring eh, and sleeping, here is somebody coming to cast something around us. You sit there, think that business is just in the natural, or politics is just in something in the natural, or life is just something in the natural. There are a lot of spiritual dimensions to things. And that is why you need to be a spiritual person. In the year 2008, you must decide that I'm not just going to be just eating and drinking and just thinking of success and money and so on, but I'm going to develop myself to be a spiritual person. Spirituality is important. And you must learn. And if you pray, if you're somebody who prays for a long time, you will be a spiritual person. Because you'll be praying. You're getting closer to God. There will be more of God around you. When you see somebody who is being talking to the president, or I see the president every day, you know that that person has something about him that you don't have because he's close to someone important. May you be a spiritual person rising up in spirituality. So you are going to overcome the problem of not being able to pray for a long time by praying in tongues. Amen. The next one is, you're going to overcome the wandering mind. How many realize sometimes when you are praying, your mind has, comes, I, I, need to, I need to put the meat on the fire. I need to put the meat on the fire to start steaming it. Is it correct what I'm saying? Do you steam meat? Yeah. I, I need to put the rice on the fire. I need to do this. I need to do that. Hey, I need to do that. So you have so many things coming through your mind. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, verse uh, 14, it says, If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Amen. My understanding is not working. My understanding is, my mind is inactive. So when you pray in tongues, it helps you to be able to do something spiritual even as your mind seems to wander. You can be spiritual. You can read your book whilst you pray in tongues. Yes. Because your mind is not at work. So you can read. I'm reading as I'm praying. You can be spiritual when your mind is even on other things. You can be spiritual all the time. You must be a spiritual being. When somebody gets in contact with you, he must have come in contact with a spiritual person. 
You think people are not spiritual? Even my son in school told me somebody stole uh, one of the students' things in school. And the guy comes from one of the regions in Ghana where they like juju a lot. So he said, I am going to my juju man. And he left the school and went, a secondary school boy, to see his juju man, to, to cast a spell to find the person who has stolen his shirt or whatever it was. You sit down and say, oh, life is just about these seven principles, hard work, number one, hard work, Number two, be disciplined. Number three, have a good marriage. Number four, what? Huh? Be a team player. Number five, develop a vision. Number six, have a goal, smart goals. Number seven, look, life is more than all these seven steps. So when you get into real life, you see that there are other factors at work. Other factors are making things happen. It's not just those little things, you, those steps that you have about your life. When I was doing exams, medical school, I remember one time I was about to go in for an exam. I was standing with a, a friend of mine who comes from a particular region where they like doing juju in Ghana. I don't want to mention the name, but a particular region. Just as he was about to go, he would do something. Shh. Then he said, come and I said, what? I said, what are you saying? Then I said, shh. Baby, come on, can't take a mile 20. And you're going to and you're going to and you're going to I said, what are you saying? He is casting a spell on the examiners before he goes inside for the oral exam. People are using power, so. So I will also speak in tongues. And you must learn how to speak in tongues without opening your mouth. Sometimes when you are having an interview, when they look at your face and even look at your eyes, they say, I don't like you. Look, decisions are very much based on how people see you when they look at you physically. They look at you physically and say, mm, I don't like you. I don't like you. You are rejected. God's favor is necessary. God's favor is necessary for you to do well in this life. So be spiritual and overcome the wandering mind by deciding to pray. The next one is, you, you can overcome dryness, spiritual dryness, by praying in tongues. Amen. The Bible says that when you speak in tongues, all right, he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, there's a certain dryness. That God wants to take away from us in 2008. How many want the dryness to go away? You see, in the Bible, in the New Testament, when Jesus came to this world, he met Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees. They were dry. They just knew the scripture, but there was no spirit. 
So when John the Baptist came out with some kind of power, they, that's what they call a prophet, someone who has the spirit as well, a prophet. Different from the Pharisees and those people who describe, who write the scriptures. So there's some life comes. And when you speak in tongues, you see, you are now, Bible says when you speak in tongues and you interpret, it's the same as prophecy. So you are introducing some life where there was deadness. So otherwise you just have the scriptures. But there's no life. That's the difference between churches where you have a pastor who is anointed with the spirit and someone who is just reading scriptures to you. And that's what you call a prophet. That's what they call a prophet. So when you start to speak in tongues, you begin to get nearer prophetic things. Because when you speak in tongues and you interpret, it's the same as prophecy. If I speak in Mando Sentelemina Nano Sandelima Romolo da Shamilama Kamona Libandalaba. The Spirit of the Lord will come over you and bless you and heal you. The Spirit of the Lord will heal you, will touch your heart, will raise you up again, will, will cover the pain. The Spirit of the Lord will bless you again and lead you again into a greener pasture. Mandalama Shute Kamina Nando Satalaba Revive again, return again, if I will do it again, and I will bless again and again and again and again. There's a spirit. You see, the spirit is speaking. The spirit is talking to us. We, we speak in tongues and then we get into the spirit and there's prophecy. Hallelujah. And so there's a certain dryness, a certain dullness, a certain dullness that makes you sleep in church, a certain dullness that makes you fall asleep as soon as we say turn to Deuteronomy, you start yawning, a certain dullness that makes you sit at a meeting and just go to bed because it's so boring to you. That dullness goes and you can see it even in pastors sometimes. They are so dull and dead. You start to speak and they just go. For a higher, a higher realm and a higher level is required of you to fight at this level and to stay at this level. Yes. There's dryness. 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 The dryness of your life goes and what you say has power. When you speak to people about Jesus, they'll not just say, oh, I get your point. But they'll be saved. They'll be touched. They'll be affected. Because there's some power, there's some spirit. There's something in you. Yeah. And that's what happens when you speak in tongues. There's a new power and life comes into you to help you. And that dullness and deadness of your spirit and of your life goes away. Hallelujah. How many want the dryness to go? You see, I'm teaching you how to be spiritual. I'm telling you this year, pastors, pray for th three hours a day at least. Ordinary church members, pray for one hour. When you get up, not dress for one hour, pray for one hour. I didn't say dress for one hour, I said pray for one hour. And then after, do your hair. Don't forget to make, do your hair. Do your hair, otherwise when you come, it, it will not also be good. Do your hair, but pray before you start doing your hair. And you are going to be blessed. The next, the next thing, praying in tongues helps you to overcome Two of Satan's strongest weapons against us. Two of Satan's most deadly tools that he uses against us. Discouragement and depression. Because prophecy, 
Bible says when you speak in tongues and you interpret, it's prophecy and it edifies, it exhorts, and it comforts. When you are comforted, it is fighting discouragement. You see, there's a lot of discouragement in the world. And God comforts you and he encourages you and he fights that the spirit of discouragement which comes against our life through prophecies and speaking in tongues he fight that deadly enemy to discourage us and make us tired and make us give up as soon as Juanita died we had prophecies visions people had had which were immediately to counteract the discouragement and disillusionment that immediately came upon us we were, we, were, we were covered instantly with a cloud of discouragement, disappointment, and disillusionment. But immediately there was a vision. Somebody had seen the day before. Saw her in heaven talking about things. And the person didn't know why she had, had, had that vision. You see, these prophetic things, they fight the enemy. The enemy of the de- that the devil comes into our life with that tool to press us down. Say, so you see, you are down. We are not down. It's not over. God is blessing us. He's encouraging us. Instead of being depressed, instead of being down, instead of being discouraged, through the prophecies and speaking in tongues, God will fight the enemy that is quenching you and trying to put out your fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we must speak in tongues. Because as you pray in tongues and you pray for an hour, some of the words you speak in English, they are interpretations. They are interpretations. And it's fighting depression. He says it exhorts you. It builds you up, edifies. It comforts. Comforts you. Pull you out of darkness. When I read Rick Joyner's book, one of the things that was used to destroy pastors was discouragement. He said many pastors were discouraged and they stopped fighting. And prophetic spiritual things spirituality cheposata in here he's here i said he's here i said everybody he's he's there bible say out of your belly out of your belly this is the belly shall flow rivers i feel the spirit in there somehow he's around here and out of the belly flowing rivers of living water may you always be encouraged May the dryness be taken away. Bible says, he that speaketh in tongues edifies himself and charges himself. May you be ever more charged in the year 2008. May you rise on eagle's wings and succeed over every spiritual attack and every kind of discouragement and disillusionment in your life. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. Thank you for your blessing. Oh, yes, Lord. What a privilege we have in you to be healed, to be blessed. Thank you. Lift your hand and just thank God as we close our service today. What a blessing it is to come into the house of the Lord, to hear his word, to grow in his word. Speak in tongues, everybody. Bedel badire, bedel badire, baral belidos polodise perendeli merendelebe, porondeli bereste, ribal beriberebestere. I see the discouragement of the enemy not having any place in your life in the year 2008. 
Aman sin kadele mi ke sin bere kadele mi de kinsen bere leme. Romole de chureme de sureman de le pridestele. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. And we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed for a moment, please. If you are here today, you are not a born-again Christian, or you want to give your life and your heart to God, to Jesus Christ, as we close, you want to say, Pastor, play, pray with me, please. Help me to know God. I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. Please help me. Please pray with me. Please help me to know God. I want my sins to be washed by the, way, by the blood of Jesus. Please help me today. If you are here like that, you can hear my voice everywhere, whoever you are, wherever you are. I want to pray with you to know Jesus. If you are here like that and you want me to pray with you, help you to know God, then just lift up your right hand wherever you are standing. Just, just your right hand up high. I just want to pray with you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lift your right hand just up above your head. Thank you. So I can see. Thank you. I see your hand. I see all your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you everywhere. Thank you. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Come to me. Come, come all the way to me. Take your bag or your Bible. I'm coming down to meet you here. I want to meet you in front here. Just come. 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 Come and stand here. I want to just pray with you. God bless you. Oh, come on, clap for these wonderful people. Come to Jesus. There's room on the cross. Oh, God bless you. Come to Jesus. This is the first Sunday of the year. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Let your sins be washed away by the blood of Jesus. Sing it. There's room on the cross, everybody. There's room at the cross for there's room at the cross. Come on, come to Jesus. Room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room. Millions have come. There is still room for one. Come on, come to Jesus. At the cross for you. All right, lift your hands, all of you in front here. God bless you. And everyone, join and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Thank you for saving me. Oh God, I realize that I am a sinner. Please have mercy on me. From today, I give my heart, I give my life, I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life from today. Say from today, Jesus, 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 I call on you. I call on you. Come into my heart and set me free. From today, I am born again and I will serve you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, give them a mighty clap offering. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Congratulations for coming to Jesus. God bless you. Welcome to Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, I want you to see this pastor. If you look this way, you see a pastor standing here. This, there's a pastor here. I want you to go with him. He's going to pray with you and give you one of my books as a present. Would you like a present from me? God bless you. So go this way and give them a mighty, mighty clap offering. 
Oh, give Jesus a mighty clap offering. Now, thank you very much. I want to do one more uh, appeal, not appeal, but offer. If you are here and you don't speak in tongues, and you want to speak in tongues, you want to become spiritual, I want to help you and pray for you today so that you receive the Holy Spirit and you become spiritual and be able to pray in tongues. If you are here like that, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you want to receive the Holy Spirit and be able to speak in tongues about what I was preaching about, then I want you to come also to the front quickly. Just come all the way here quickly. Come very quickly, please, so that I can pray with you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Oh, clap for them. All of, otherwise, what I preach about, you cannot do it. All that I preach, you cannot practice it because you cannot speak in tongues. So come all the way to the front, quickly. Wow. Come on, let's pray for you today. Today is the first Sunday of the year. It's a very good opportunity. It's a very, very good opportunity. Because you may be in a charismatic church, but you don't speak in tongues. And it's a very important thing to be born again, to be saved, to be filled with the Spirit. Come on, come on, come on, my friend. What a good thing it is for us to pray in tongues, to be filled with the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Very good, very good, very good. Now, let us pray. Father, we are thanking you as we pray for all these people who have come to receive the Holy Spirit. We are thanking you for your blessing and for this opportunity. Touch our lives. We are asking in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, all of you who have come to the front, we want to pray for you. We want to lay hands on you like this and pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. Would you like that? Would you like that? Very good. This is, do I know you? Okay, what's your name? Thelma. Thelma, okay. Now, we want to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. All right? So immediately when we close the service, we want you to come to that chapel there. Look, look this way. You see the, the chapel, the small one? Some of you will be having your wedding there soon. Amen. Amen. It's a wedding chapel. So after church, come there for just five, ten minutes. We are going to be with you and pray with you there. But because we want to close the service now. So you go back to your seats. And after, how many of you are going to come? Just meet us over there immediately after there's a service. Give them a mighty clap offering. God bless you. Oh, give them a mighty clap offering. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.